Welcome to Profiles in Business. My name is Kyle Marshall. Lloyd Hampshire didn't let a setback get him down. Instead, he was able to leverage the contacts he had to start his own recruitment company. Now, while he even says in our interview that nobody grows up hoping to be a recruiter, they perform an essential connection between companies and prospective employees. Being able to connect the right job to the right candidate so that both parties excel can feel like an impossible task. But Lloyd makes it look easy with his years of experience. I recently talked to him via video call, and I asked him why he started his company, Real Recruitment, in the first place. I was working in recruiting, and I got laid off. From a career standpoint, it was the third time I had been laid off. So I came to a, an opportunity with a colleague to open up a recruiting firm. And he and I opened up this recruiting firm together called Talent Builders Recruitment. And while we started off on the same page, within 10 months, we were in two different phone books. I wanted to continue what I was doing but I, and wanted to continue how we were doing it, but I wanted to do it by myself. And if we go way back into the past, one of my best friends was running a publishing company on his own, and he called it AFAB Publishing. And I thought, well, that's a great name. And I asked him what AFAB stood for, and he said, anything for a buck. So I wanted a name that was strong on its own, but had a personal meaning. Real recruitment comes from the first names from my family. So my daughter's name is Rebecca. My son's name is Ethan. Angela is my wife and I'm Lloyd. So thus we have real recruitment. Now, did that actually influence what you named your kids at all? You needed a no. word to actually be four letters no. long? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm sure it didn't feel like this at the time, but would you say that being laid off then was a net positive for you? Yes, obviously. I mean, I can't be where I am without going through what I've, I've gone through in the past. So those moments in my life, which were, were difficult and stressful and all the other things, only built the, the uh, person that's in front of you now. Was being an entrepreneur always the goal for you or this was something that you kind of fell into? Going back historically, no, it wasn't always the goal. I always wanted to be a business person. I always wanted to be involved in business, fell into recruiting when I was job hunting, because nobody grows up to become a recruiter, it was basically a, I'm tired of being controlled by other people and told how to operate and what to do. And becoming an entrepreneur was the, was the signal to be able to do that. It was the ability to control my own time. It was the ability to control my own organization. It was my ability to control my, my own destiny. I mean, you say that no one necessarily like dreams of becoming a recruiter. Uh, why do you think that is? Well, because when you're a child, you think of what you're asked what you want to be when you grow up. I'm going to be a hockey player, or I'm going to be a lawyer, or I'm going to be a doctor, or I'm going to be a policeman or a fireman. I mean, recruiters probably don't even hit the top 50 of, you know, jobs that kids are aware of, quite frankly. I know we're, we're doing this at a time where maybe it's not a very normal experience for you, but what does a normal day look like for you in, in, in most cases? I try to divide my day up into basically three pieces. I do the recruiting myself. So I'm basically focused on a, on a, on a day where I'm doing one third business development. One third of my time is being allocated to recruiting for the positions that we have open. And one third of the time is to be working on the business opposed to being working in the business. So, you know, trying to be that entrepreneur that does it all. You know, this might be a hard question uh, when you're like in the middle of things, but is there a, a portion of that that you enjoy the most? Oh, I love the business development. I love to uh, get in front of clients, 
learn about their organizations, learn about their dreams, uh, find out what kind of challenges they're dealing with, and to a degree, learn from their successes. And so, and be part of that, that opportunity to help them fulfill their dreams by providing them the right people within their organization to make their dreams come true. You know this about me is that I'm a, I'm a big musical theater fan. There's a great musical called Fiddler on the Roof where there's a song called Matchmaker. And that is kind of what you're doing here a little bit, it feels like. You're finding like the best matches between uh, like an employee versus a business. Uh, or am I maybe oversimplifying that too much? No, that's exactly what it is. Is I'm a, I'm, we, Recruiters are, are matchmakers. We find out from an organization what they're looking for. Uh, we find out from our candidates what they want, where they want to work and what type of organization they want to work in. And we're matching the two and, and trying our best to, to have that perfect jigsaw puzzle fit. Now we're talking about humans in both, in both cases. So that's rarely a perfect fit. But uh, we do our best to, to match not only the skill set that a client is work looking for, but also matching that cultural fit within an organization so that everybody's operating at an optimal capacity. Why would I come to you versus one of your competitors? First and foremost, the experience. I've been in the industry since 2003. I understand specifically how small to mid-sized businesses work and finding them the individuals that can, to a degree, work broadly opposed to just within a specific silo of what, of what they're so-called trained to do. And in terms of, and there's that understanding that I, I bring with, the, with all the experience that I have. What's something that's a truth in your industry that you don't think a lot of people know about? The, the inevitable truth that I, I've shared with many people is that uh, there's two rules about recruiting, especially when we're dealing with the candidates, is that candidates lie is the first rule. And the second rule is nothing changes rule number one. And it, they're not doing it from a place where they are truly being dishonest in interviews. I think candidates do want to give you the answers they think you want to hear. They are trying to sell themselves in the best light. That sometimes comes with, you know, not coming out with complete, honest answers. Right, 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 right. If you had someone, say that they're in high school, just graduate high school, or maybe even a slightly older, they're just graduating university, and they're coming to you asking for advice. Like, um, they know they want to go out uh, into the entrepreneurial world. What advice would you give to them? Grow your network. The value of a person's network, and it, I don't think it really matters if we're talking about a university student coming out of school and looking to land that first job, or an entrepreneur who's trying to grow a business. The larger your network, the stronger your network is, the more success you will have when you do find yourself between opportunities that distance between those opportunities is usually much shorter uh, when you have a stronger network than when you have a weaker network go out and leverage and grow your network and it should be something that you don't stop doing from the day you start working to the day you stop working always be looking at growing and uh, your network so that because that's where your your success personally will come from how did you do that how did you grow your network well, when I was looking for work, it was it's clearly a spider mentality. Um, I didn't go into my networking meetings with the, the the key that I was going to land them as a client, or I was going to land, or they were going to hire me as a job. It was always who can you connect me to next? And my my ask in those in those networking conversations is to ask for three more contacts. Who do you know that you think would be a benefit for me to know, and would you be willing to introduce me? And so that's always been my approach in growing my network, just spider web it out. 
And, you know, on my own personal side, I wouldn't have had opportunities without having those conversations. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. I, I found that sometimes just asking the question goes a long way, which is building that rapport with people is all about like, hey, you know what? We're having a good time. I don't think there's a fit for us uh, in a business sense, but you might know somebody yeah. that could uh, work with, with, with me. So who are those people? And sometimes it's as simple as asking the question exactly. and see where it takes yeah. you. I mean, I'm a firm believer in the sixth degree of separation. So if I know who you're trying to get to, I may not be able to get you directly to that particular individual but I can certainly potentially find you two or three people that might be able to be stepping stones towards that per particular person. If people wanted to you know, see what you're up to, follow you online, is there an easy way to do so? I am literally everywhere. I am on Facebook. I am on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm on Twitter. For Twitter, for example, it's Lloyd underscore Hamshaw. For mm -hmm. Real Recruitment, it's at Real Recruit Canada, or the abbreviation for Canada, CDA. LinkedIn, yeah, it would be just simply Lloyd Hamshaw. That's mm -hmm. the one thing about having a name called Lloyd Hamshaw. There's not many other people that have the name Lloyd Hamshaw, so I should be fairly easy to find on <laughs> right. Facebook and LinkedIn that way. Yeah, and I'll put the links into the show notes down below anyways. Thank you, Lloyd. Thank you, Kyle. This was great. Thanks for listening. All the links to get in contact with Lloyd are in the show notes. Until we speak again, have a great day. Oh,